2: Accounting
1: Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex,
2: And a very special shout out to our brand new commercial sponsor for this podcast, it's Practice Win. Martin, you know a lot about these guys, don't you?
1: Yeah, a practice that came onto the scene in AccountEx this year, and they've developed an app that allows the accountant and every member of the accountant's team to create the content that they feel they need. So rather than having to go through a site and find everything, The specially curated content from channel experts comes direct to their smartphone.
2: And there's so much content out there, it's great to cut through it. And my firm's app, who produced this, they really know what they're talking about with accountants in the mobile space, don't they?
1: Oh, they certainly do. They've been around for a long time. And one thing's for certain, they want everyone everywhere to feel involved from an accounting uh, firm perspective so that they know that that team, whether it's a senior manager or a partner, can access what is needed with ease to help develop their practice. And that's what WIN stands for. Practice, win, what I need.
2: Where can people go to find out more martin
1: uh, they can go to practicewin.co.uk that's practicewin, uk, where they can download the app for free and start curating their content immediately fantastic you're
2: to get there and thank you practice win for sponsoring the show matters and accounting podcast going out every friday to uk accountants practitioners and the fintech professionals that serve them this is part of five shows in the accounting influencers podcast network and i'm thrilled to have with me today guest host from iris it's steve cox hello steve hey rob how are you doing We're doing great. Steve, just for people that haven't come across you, and I can't believe there are not many in the UK, you've been in the game a long time. You've served Iris Software a long time. Tell us quickly about your role. Yeah, so
0: I've been at Iris for 20 years, uh, accountant by trade, but ended up in the software industry. My role at Iris is looking all around kind of what's going on in the accountant profession and others to go and help to, basically help drive the profession forwards with insights for what's happening in the profession, external influences that are coming in as well ultimately the goal is to try and help support accountants in what are quite turbulent times and i'm
2: there to try and help lead that out of the way and there's nothing more turbulent at the moment than mtd it keeps getting buried and deferred it keeps coming back it's on everyone's lips we've had a manchester recently and there's accounting web live coming up as we record this so this thing's going on what's caught your eye about this well there's a lot of talk around mtd
0: and it has been on and off i mean you look at the amount of changes that we've had within the uk government recently so that's spurred a lot of conversations as to does this mean that mtd is going to get delayed further are there going to be changes to it because obviously with every political change there can be a change in what we're going to do from a legislative point of view but i think what kind of really brought it home recently was the uh, the abab did a survey and in fact they do an annual one. But this year's survey focused in on MTD and its kind of impact on practitioners and on businesses. And some of the
2: results that came out of it were quite interesting, to say the least. Well, let's give a little bit of context here. The ABAB is the Administrative Administrative Burdens Advisory Board. And we'll put the link to this piece that you spotted in the show notes. They've done some research. What were the key takeaways for you when you saw this, Steve? From
0: my point of view, they had over like 3,000 respondents. So instantly you can kind of go, okay, well, they've got a a sizable amount of data. From responses. So it's not something that's been a small survey for a couple of hundred, but 3,000 is pretty big.
2: It's very representative, isn't it?
0: Exactly. And 68% of those that responded were businesses, whereas 32% were tax agents, accountants, and bookkeepers. So they've got a good feel for both sides of it, which when you see some of the other research that sometimes HMRC have put out there, it's been very focused on like the businesses and not the tax agents. So it's great to see both sides getting kind of like a, a good share of voice. But it was, what was really interesting as well is when you look at those people that did respond was like the, the size of their businesses were at two polar opposites. So yes, they had over 3,000 respondents, but 28% of them were below the VAT threshold, so turnover between 0 and 85,000 pounds. But then 24% of those that responded were over 2 million pounds in uh, turnover. So suddenly you've got oh, near, well, over half of those respondents were at opposite ends of the spectrum. So, you get again, it becomes very representative of businesses and accountancy firms across the UK. You've looked at
2: the full report, Steve, and and it is available there on the link that we'll put in. Let's just add to this to give people more context. The ABAB holds quarterly meetings with HMRC to discuss performance and initiatives that impact the business experience. They engage with HMRC on big issues affecting small business, like making tax digital, improving customer experience. So, they've got a line in to our tax engine haven't they here in the uk so this is very important stuff that they're putting out so you're saying yes it's very representative it's giving a wide perspective and scope on it Uh, tell us a little bit more about what's coming out from this well it's
0: fascinating because they decided to go down a couple of different avenues they put a huge amount of focus on making tax digital as we said already they looked at some of the covid schemes as well and then kind of like general responses to some of the surveys but given that over half of the survey was focused on MTD and some of the information that came out, it, they, they kind of split it into MTD for VAT, which is already kind of been and gone. It's already kind of like business as usual for most people. But then MTD for ITSA, so Income Tax Self-Assessment, for what's coming in 2024. So it, it kind of gave a good view of a new legislative um, initiative as such with MTD for VAT, how it's bedded in, because obviously that went live in 2018, compared to another part of mtd that's coming along in well now only a year and a half away so it, it it kind of shows a good picture for where mtd is today and where it could be in the future compared to what the views are today and when you obviously living and breathing mtd for years it's, it's quite interesting to see what people's experiences of mtd has been obviously I talk to accountants all the time uh, around kind of what they've done, what's now business as usual. But the survey showed that kind of like over 90% of people who are doing MTD for VAT now are already keeping digital records and they're filing the VAT returns using MTD-capable software. Now, the survey didn't go in to say, well, what is a digital record and kind of what is a compatible software? Because in theory, Excel and bridging software is included in that. But what was nice to see was it was – a digital method, not a paper-based one. So we can start to see that transition from paper to digital, from the MTD for VAT side of things. And I think it said like 54% of people said their experience of MTD for VAT was easy or very easy. Now, thinking that 68% of those people that were respondent were kind of a, a business, that tells me that accountants have been doing a great job in helping those clients come across into MTD for that. So well done for all of the onboarding, all the hard work that's been done on that side of things. Because for that many people to say it was easy or very easy kind of just kind of screams out what a great job everyone's been doing. Now, don't get me wrong, 12% of people said that they'd had a poor experience. Now, without going into the details of who those could have been, that could have been that they've changed accountants and that's actually been now a better experience than what it was, or it could have been a case that they hit one of the HMRC kind of exclusions and had a problem trying to do filings. We get these all the time. So it kind of shows that if you looked at it as a kind of a, was it good or was it bad? It seems to have landed on the good side rather than the bad side when they decided to do more information around the kind of what's been the impact of MTD on businesses, 47% of respondents said there was no significant effect on cost for MTD for VAT, and 42% said there was no significant effect on time. Now, those were the two biggest worries that most businesses had when MTD for VAT kicked in was, it's going to cost us more to go and do it, and it's going to take up a load of my time. Now, Don't get me wrong, 47% and 42% respectively is still less than half. But I think compared to those people who would have answered this before all of this kicked in, that would have been probably in the high 80s. So I think it goes to show that it is moving into more business as usual. Some of those fears that people had, first of all, have kind of gone away. And now it's kind of like, a okay, we've got more room to improvement. We've done maybe a few filings
2: for it now. And we're starting to get it as kind of a, a part of the normal rhythm. Where are we at now with MTD, Steve? Is it still going to happen? Is it inevitable? Or are we going to get more deferred? Where's you, what's your sense?
0: My gut tells me the government have spent a hell of a lot of budget and a hell of a lot of money on making this ready to happen.
2: A lot of sunk cost in there. You it, can't... It,
0: it is in some regards. So they've got to reap that some way, right? Otherwise, it's just going to be another case of a load of money being wasted. And obviously, the government don't want to do that. Whether what their aims are behind it around closing the tax gap, around kind of getting more access to the kind of the tax that's due to the government to help the economy and so on and so forth, whichever way you look at it, there is a goal for HMRC to still provide this. So my gut tells me that it will happen the legislation's been passed it is mandated that april 2024 it will come into effect for kind of any individual or those that have got their total gross income from self employment and property that exceeds ten thousand pounds a year right that's what the legislation states if you ask me are they ready today i'd go no (laughs) probably two points hmrc is still building it out as a software vendor we're still getting new apis constantly and we're confirming with them whether it works or not we're going through the pilot at the moment there are bumps in the road for all of that but the good thing is, is that they're having a longer run up to this than they did with mtd for that for mtd for that we only had like a year to get used to it all and kind of go through the pilot process this time around is two years so it does give us longer now you could say well two years means that that's a potential even with the problems to then go well we'll delay it further and maybe that will come. We can't kind of get the crystal ball on that enough to be able to see it. And obviously the government are never going to say, oh yeah, there's a delay coming. They're still committed to the dates that they've put out there as per the legislation. But there's always room for these things to be delayed or to be changed. But I don't think it will ever be scrapped.
2: The way you're talking, Steve, accountants have showed up well with the flurry of changes and the deadlines that have been put in front of them. So do you feel some of the heavy lifting has already been done? So when this does become law, we'll be ready for it. I think that the way I look at it is
0: accountants have kind of got it's up across the scars from MTD for VAT. So they know kind of what they're going to have to go through next time round. They are preparing internally. The question is are they preparing their clients enough for this? From an awareness point of view I mean so one of the things that the ABAB survey had recently pulled out is that the respondents to it, when they were asked, are you aware of MTD-Furitsa and the deadlines for April 2024, 57% of the respondents said they were very aware or were aware, but 21% said they weren't aware. So this survey was the first time they'd ever heard of MTD-Furitsa. So that worries me a little bit that there's still a huge amount of the UK population that don't know what's going on and haven't either had an engagement with their accountant about it, or the accountant sent them information and they're just not reading it. So there's still a job to be done around driving awareness of this. And some of that's on us as software vendors, it's on accountants, it's also on HMRC. But the problem is they haven't started their kind of awareness campaign yet. They probably won't do until the earliest of 12 months out from MTD, so April next year. But if you think about what they did with MTD for that, it was more like six months out from the mandate. So there's still a while to go before the government kind of steps up its marketing campaigns on all of this. So I think accountants are internally very much prepared. They know what they've got to go and do. And those that don't are talking to other accountants and they're talking to their vendors about what the right way of doing it is. I mean, we've been a part of the pilot scheme and the public beta now uh, with HMRC for a little while. And we've got. Firms coming to us saying we want to be a part of it, and obviously we're working with HMRC for them because the only way you can sign up today is through a vendor. There are a number that their clients can't go into the pilot yet because they're only doing the simplest of cases. And the moment you've got a particular type of income or some additional property, you can't go into it. So I would say there's a willingness from accountants and their clients to get involved, to kind of go through the bedding-in process but HMRC are still playing catch-up with these gates that they're allowing
2: people through. This is fascinating. Steve, any more findings, research, stats that you want to share with us on this particular piece that the listeners might be interested in?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the, the whole survey is filled with stats, right? And I'm a bit of a stat myself, so I love all these side of things. But here's one that will probably make all the accountants in the room kind of prick their ears up, which was the primary method of keeping tax records today when they were asking about MTD for ITSA. Funnily enough, it was still spreadsheets. So 44% of those people were business property, 42% of those with income records were still holding all of those records on spreadsheets. That kind of goes to show that there's still a a big move to go towards accounting, because especially when you think about it um, from a VAT point of view, that was over 90% of people were using software. Now, when you look at accounting software from a point of view of MTD for ITSA, 33% 33% for business property, 28% for uh, income records. We're using accounting software. So there's quite a vast difference between preparation for MTD for VAT compared to MTD for Ritza. So there's still a lot going on there that still needs to change. And I, we've got to remember that MTD for VAT is now what, three, four years into play, whereas MTD for Ritza is still kind of in its infancy and building out. But I think something that really kind of worried me was the fact that we're hearing echoes of what we heard from MTD for VAT, which was 79% of respondents believe that this move to MTD for ITSA will increase time and costs for keeping the records, same as what we heard when we did MTD for VAT. And 58% of people say that this increase is going to be significant in its impact on them. Again, this is what we heard from MTD for VAT. When you look back now at how those surveys were responding, and that's dropped from those high like high 70s and 80s to like 47
2: to 42% respectively,
0: it kind of goes to show that maybe fear is still the thing that's holding people back
2: with all of this. There's such a lot going on here, Steve. Let's just wrap this up. What do the accounting practitioners uh, and even the fintech people that surround them, obviously Aris at the forefront of this and leading the charge in helping accountants, but what do these professionals out there need to take away from this?
0: I think the, the big thing is, is that firms just can't keep expecting to do the same old thing and kind of expect different results right because of this change to technology this change from a digital record away from kind of the the paper based ones this is a big thing that mtd for is focusing on those digital records so yes people can still use a spreadsheet that's fine it's still classified as a digital record But efficiency is king. Having to take information from a spreadsheet and plug it in so that then that brings it through as a digital record or a digital link into your software can take time. So look for wherever you can get those efficiencies and ultimately automate that information, whether that be automating it from the source, so the spreadsheets into your accounting software where you're going to comply with HMRC, or... Is it a case of now spreadsheets? Maybe a case of they're not as efficient as we all thought. And now it's time to move to something else because this process of bringing the data through and
2: transmitting it to HMRC and the process to do that with the clients has got to be the focus point. Steve Cox, this has been outstanding. Thanks for keeping us on top of all of this. We'll get you back on shortly to... Uh, tell us a little bit about how things are progressing because you're clearly on the cutting edge of this so many questions so much uncertainty around but the inevitable will happen at some point it, it's basically a case of when isn't it, it definitely and
0: I think the, the, the last kind of thought I would give people is that there's no time like the present yes April 2024 sounds like a long way away
2: but get ahead of it right
0: definitely get ahead of it right this is kind of like a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have that conversation well ahead of any mandate with your clients to get them thinking about how to
2: change things so that then you can start to build the plan with them so don't wait get it done Steve Cox of Irish software that's been outstanding thanks so much for your time and your insights today
1: Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting. Sponsored by Accountex.